The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the most recent edition. Why did I start like that? Welcome to the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, that is the worst intro I've done so far. But I've got a great guest for you. Uh, I am joined by one half of the new tag team, No Holds Barred. Um, I got to say it properly that time. It's Sean Martin. Welcome to the show. Oh, oh, it's actually really good to be here. Thank you for for being on. That was yeah. That's that's the worst intro so far. But it's all good. Oh. We'll just. I'm not even going to clip it out. Everyone needs to... Recover. We'll recover. It's right. People need to know that I am flawed. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so the first question is always the same. It's uh, how did you get pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Uh, well, we'll go for first and second. So the first time was uh, I moved house from my old village. So I moved to a different village. And uh, I started getting really friendly with my neighbour's grandkids. And he loved wrestling. So this is 2011. He loved wrestling. I'd never watched it. I'd never had access to it. And then I just sort of picked it up from there. Uh, never really got into WWE until 2013. I was always an Impact kid. That's an Impact person. And then I sort of fell out of it around 2014. As a lot of people do when they sort of get that age. It's like... Oh, it's what? And then 2016, just after Mania, I saw The Miz win the belt, the IC belt off a of rider the raw after. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. And then it spiraled the moment I clicked on one. And then just the recommended just became PWG. And then you go into PWG and then you're like, wrestling's actually kind of cool, isn't it? And then you end up in, as a mad indie kid in the, you know, the good old 2016, 2017 era of wrestling. I was just thinking, when you got into Impact, that's, yeah. that is a fascinating time. Because I think what oh, yeah. 10 was when Hogan came in. So uh, you're... The, the people call the dark days and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked it. That's, that's what I loved. I mean, it's, it's always a nostalgia thing, isn't it? Because when I started yeah. watching, it was... I mean, I'm, I'm unfortunately old enough to... When I started watching, it was 99. So I was, like, in the Attitude Era. So I'm, yeah. I'm in the parent cool time. But uh, Evasion is, like, my my preferred uh, moments. 2001 onwards. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've automatically just felt so old, as I always do, when you say <laughs> it was 2011 to 2013 is where you started. Yeah, that's when people go, oh, you're young, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so who were your first favourite wrestlers then? Who were the ones that kind of caught your eye? Uh, at first, uh, considering I was sort of mixed between WWE and Impact, at the start it was sort of Jeff Hardy. Uh, and then... Who else was it start? Like The Miz, sort of when he was starting to pick up steam after losing the belt. And also, around that time, I actually got to witness Sting. Not not good Sting, Joker Sting. Joker Sting was great. I loved it. Joker Sting <laughs> was great. And it's always, 
It's a great point, uh, fact to point out that he was actually one of Flair's ma- last matches and Shawn Michaels wasn't his retirement match and people get angry at me for that. It's worth it. Oh, no, I, I love Joker's, Joker's thing. It was just fascinating. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, Jeff Hardy, another one name that always pops up on this podcast. He's, he's one of those ones that he's sort of the catalyst for a lot of people's careers, especially now. A lot of people go, he's kind of cool, isn't he? I, know, I think it was just well back in my day. Uh, he was he was just well with the dyed <laughs> hair and uh, it was yeah. tattoos, and the and the tights. You'd always have to go and cut up your mum's tights to to uh, make him make the one like you look cool. Oh. Well, you think you look cool, but reality, you're just you're sad in there in your living room with your mum's tights on your arms, and it's look at it's, me, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> look, Jeff Hardy. Paint my fingernails once, go, no, I don't know, made this far. Uh, I'll, I'll take it off. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so I'm just trying to get an age range of, of, of that time period there. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. It's, it's a really weird period for me starting, especially when I go, I started on Impact and people look at me and go, how did you like wrestling then? <laughs> and the fact that people don't cry, you go, oh, you mean TNA? Like, no, no, no. I started impact. on impact. It was, <laughs> em, it was, it was oh. that weird period of time where it wasn't just impact, and it wasn't just TNA. It was TNA impact, and it was just chaos. No one knew what was happening. Not even Hogan did. He really does know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the wild days of of Brooke Hogan and uh, Bully Ray and Aces and Eights. That's that's your loved Aces and Eights. Loved Aces and Eights. The greatest storyline for the first half, anyway. Then they revealed Bully Ray, and it's just, just really downhill. I don't know. All of a sudden, like Yvonne just disappears because he contract disputes. Half the members leave, and they just slowly fizzle out. It was an awkward funeral scene. (laughs) I think if they once they put in Wes Briscoe, their days were numbers (laughs) numbered. Oh, the funeral scene. Uh, was that was uh, Samoa Joe giving everyone beers and then not giving. And it goes to Kurt Angle and goes like, "No, not you." <laughs> I I didn't know. I didn't understand that at the time. I had no idea why he went, "No, not you." And then about five years later, I go, "Oh, that's why he said no." Oh, okay, that's uh. uh right. So, how did you go from that to? Deciding, oh, I'm going to try and be a wrestler. Uh, So this jumps to 2016. Uh, I'm watching wrestling, and I think that's when WCPW started, which is another company a lot of people forget about. And I'm like, that was really cool. Uh, And that sort of put a spotlight on British wrestling. Uh, so a lot of names came out, like Joseph Connors, Pete Dunne, and then the big ones, Joe Hendry, you know, all the Scottish lot. And then I think I got, there was a show, BCW, I think, oh, April, i trying to remember the exact date, April 17th, I think it was. And it was the one where they brought in Tatanka. Uh, and after that, one of the seats were a flyer for a PWE show. So one of the only other shows I went to was PWE. And uh, 
I get a, a, I see another thing. There's a bunch of people who all trained at PBW. And I'm like, you know what? I live about 15 minutes away from the Barhead School. Let's go. I went one time and then I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. And then I went back and then, you know, on and off for 2017. Until I disappeared in about the November of that year and then Respect opened up in 2018. That's where it really kicked off. That's that's the first journey. Um, I think I think people WCPW. I I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I think it's just more I didn't have time or or what right. have you. Um, and I think it got a lot of hate. It got a lot of hate just because it it was just like they just plowed plowed money into it and just bringing all these these big names. Um, but it it was like. It was, it was like it was on, and the guys from Five Star Wrestling looked at it and went, ah. Oh, Five Star. Oh, Five Star. And they just... Oh, Five Star. <laughs> oh, I love Five Star. Uh, I, I just, for all the wrong reasons, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's just... I box of a house with them on it. I think I've got all the Five Stars that were on TV recorded on a skybox somewhere in my house. Oh, it's, even better. Well, it's, in a, it's in a cupboard somewhere. If I hunt it down, I'll find Five Star and I'll be able to sit and rewatch all those glorious shows. The funny thing is they, they distributed the keys for the streaming so much that if you just do it on Facebook, they're on like the Herald or they're in weird places. Uh, so I'll speak to Joe Hendry about it, um, which is a podcast I'll, I'll plug copious amount of times. But uh, he, he was saying they pretty much just got he wrote his own wrote contract for them to sign, and he got the streaming key to put on his Twitch. So I've no idea how it lasted. What six weeks? How do how did they how did they think they would make money? That's that's a genuine question. How did Five Star think they were gonna make money after bringing in Rey Mysterio to a to an ice rink in the northeast of England? How how do you possibly go? That'll make money. I mean, they cut so many costs by not having music. It didn't have any music on the day of the show. Uh, so, oh, anyway, right. We don't want to make this the five-star wrestling oh, podcast. No, no, I mean, if anyone wants to rate, rate this five stars, I'm more than welcome Let, let's, let's, We'll do a round table. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if we do the one like we did TNA with Jason Hyde, it would just be an absolute riot. Um, right. Okay. So, you went to Respect. That's when you kind of... Yes. Picked up, but for your first couple sessions in PBW, then um, did you have an athletic background? Did you do any sports outside of no. wrestling? No, <laughs> I was very sort of inactive uh, after when I started high school. I bad times, horrible times, and uh, before that, or in primary school, I played a lot of rugby, which for my size makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it resulted in a lot of problems, like a concussion at a very early age. That's not fun. I have uh, jaw problems where my jaw now clicks because someone decided they were going to knee me in, a jaw, in the jaw. That hurts a lot. Uh, shoulder problems, which started my history of my right shoulder just giving up on me. Uh, so, no, no athletic background whatsoever. That's... I always look at people with an athletic background and go, I hate you. So so all those all those problems, it was perfect to go into wrestling. 
Because that's the thing, though. By the, by the time I got to wrestling, it, uh, everything healed. Like, those all injuries happened in like, 2014. So it was a good four years, and I would hope that everything healed up and everything did. Uh, and I just damaged my shoulder because I'm an idiot. So uh, PBWs, of course, Matt's is, a, is well established. That's where you started yeah. to get a ring. Um, no. I like to ask people, like, if, if you're like hyped up to go into wrestling training, and then you go in and you just see Matt's, is, is your first thought, where's, where's the ring? No, not really. Well, for me, I sort of knew that PBW, no ring, because I sort of gathered it's a scout hall that they're renting. They're not exactly going to bring in a ring. No one would be stupid enough to have a community hall and build a ring every week. Oh, wait, hold on, respect. Um, I can say that, I was there. But I, I walked in, saw the mats, so I was like, right, okay. Um, for, you know, like people crap on like training only being on mats, it's not as bad as people think. It's really good if you're doing basics. But when you're running, when you're doing a match and you have to run towards the ropes and then you go to run, but you don't follow the direction the mat's going, so you run across the mats and one of the mats decides to slide along the floor. So you end up half going into the splits. It really isn't fun. You sort of think, why am I, why am I doing this again? Did, did you get to the point of, of getting to a ring before, or was that uh, was your first experience when you went to Respect? I never managed to get in a ring because I only got to help at two shows, well, whatever time there, uh, PW Maximum Impact 2017, or got kicked in the face. That's, that's a great story. And then a BCW show. Uh, but I never had the time to actually get in the ring for one of the sessions for training. Because I was too busy talking to other people. I was not a very good trainee. I'll say that. I will admit that. I was not a very good trainee there. Um, I, I was sort of there and I made too many friends. And I wanted to actually have dinner because I didn't eat that day. So I went over to a KFC crossing a roundabout. Don't do it, kids. It's very dangerous. Because I wanted food before the show. So... Uh, easily distracted is what I'm going from yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was I was young like I'm not exactly the I wasn't exactly the brightest of people I'm still not the brightest uh, but yeah I was I was not very truly young I, I never got in the ring until respect so, so you said it was a good story, kicking the face I, I, I would be doing myself an injustice as a, as yeah, a I, journalist I, I, how'd that happen? I this so PBW Maximum Impact is the show just before Stevie won their title. And it was him versus BT Gun. Now they decide they're gonna brawl up to the stage. My first time security, I have no idea what's going on, and I see a bunch of people rushing round. So in my head I'm going, why is everyone rushing round? And then someone grabs it and just goes, get ready. And I'm pushed into this massive crowd of black shirts at the back and all I see is Stevie coming off the stage and I'm looking up going wait what? We catch Stevie go down <laughs> I stand back up and somehow I've ended up near the front and all of a sudden just BT gun flies. He does a crossbody 
and I just get smacked in the face. And as I go down, I go, I've just been kicked in the face by BT Gun. Nice. <laughs> Only takeaway I have from that show. <laughs> so when you, when you get to respect, I mean, I, I, I only did security for two shows and I'm not trained, I'm not anything like that. I, I was just like a body. And I, I, was, I, was, I was only security for, I was only security for two at PBW and how many did security did I do respect? I think I only did one at respect actually. I've only done, I've only ever done three security in my, my short time in wrestling. It's one of those things where I, I like when I did it, I was just more terrified because I thought, if, I don't know what to do. If someone kicks off, I have no yeah, power to stop anyone. no idea what's going on. Like, especially when you're first. No one's gave you a rundown of, by the way, you might have to break up two wrestlers. No one's told you that. You're just, you're just meant to assume that, oh, I should probably break this up. Oh, yeah, my, my only time, well, only one, well, twice, because I did twice. Uh, but the first time, it was in like, Strathpeffer. And, uh, Jack Jester and who's against Tim Wiley, uh, they went into the crowd, took apart the barrier, went into the crowd, and I was like, as, as he does, as he does. And I was like, okay, I'll put the barrier back together. That makes sense. Put the barrier back together, and I just saw Jester look at me, and I was like, I have done the wrong thing here. I, I just yep. walked away, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to stay as far away as possible for the rest of the match. Yeah, that's, Hopefully that's... nobody kicks off because I'm not doing anything. I... <laughs> I hope I don't get kicked in the face. Yeah, yeah that's, you that's pretty much back it. back to your corner that you've been hiding in this entire time at the door. Oh, I was already I was already on edge because Noam Dart offered me a high five from the ring and I missed. And I was like, I hate this. This is the worst <laughs> day yeah, ever. Just, just stop at that point. It's, it's I should have no just point. went home. I just went, nah, it's not worth it. It's not going to get any better than this. Uh, so you went to respect. I have done my research. Um the, the little research and the information that's out there about me. It was difficult. It was difficult. It's, it is. <laughs> I, I don't put much out until recently. Um, so it was really just your Scottish wrestling discussion interview, which yeah. thankfully I took over onto the site because their website seems to have just disappeared a little bit. Probably. So, don't know I don't know. I've got the I've got the, the info though. So you went to respect. Oh. Your first day was with a, a little known wrestler from who came from Source uh, by the name of Big yeah. Benny. Oh, so. that wasn't my first one. Was it oh. not your first? Oh, oh, ho, ho. oh, oh. Billy. No, uh, I in respect have months over Benny. I I can say this. I'm the only trainee from the first two weeks at respect that's still there. Everyone else has had different reasons for stopping and stuff. Uh, so I was there in their second session, and uh, Benny didn't appear till December of that year, 20, 2018. Yeah, Benny didn't appear till the 2018 December. So, Billy, get your facts straight, man. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm working with very little. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. It's just going to be me telling you the actual stories behind things. So. That's, that's absolutely fine. I think that's the point of the podcast, generally. It's just me asking the questions, you tell me the answers. Uh, okay, so what was the reason for going to Respect? So, obviously, I lived closer at Barhead. But my way of getting there was my dad. Now, my dad passed away the year prior, in 2017, halfway through me at PW, which led to me leaving. Uh, so my gran would come down, but she lives in Drawson. Now, I disappear from PBW in about December. No, no 
no thoughts of going back to training. And then around, I can't remember when they announced it, but about March maybe, uh, Bobby announces respect to open after school and it's in Lock Clinic. And I go, hey, hold on, that, that's about 20 minutes away from my gran. And I was going down to my grand's for the weekends and stuff. Uh, so it just made more sense for me to go to respect if I wanted to train because she was down there already. I was already down there. Me as well. And we'll see what happens. And then I I, I can't leave. I'm stuck. And so I was at that first session. And uh, so you said that you're the only one left of your... Uh... Yeah, of the, the first two weeks. I'm, I'm the only one left. And that, that, that makes me sad a bit. Because I really did get along with a lot of the other people. A lot of them just had to like... If I hold on, no, that's a lie actually. One person is coming back, I think, uh, from those first couple of sessions. But everyone else is, as far as I know, is not. So, so how was it then? Was, did you go in and are you focused to actually just knuckle down, or are you still kind of uh, a bit, a bit uh, I was, chatty? I was, I wasn't really chatty because the thing with respect is it wasn't as populated as PBW, uh, especially the Barhead School. I hear a lot of stories from people that were at Airdrie and Greenock, and it wasn't as populated. There wasn't as many people there. So when I went to respect, there was not very many of us, which meant more time with the trainers and no one else my age, which left me feeling quite sort of alienated. But then I realised everyone's actually really nice and not big and scary adults. Uh, so, yeah, it was sort of one of those ones I was like, you know what, like, let's just give it a shot because I was there with wrestlers. And I was like, oh, I, I really like you. So I'm going to try and impress you. So, yeah, so it was kind of like uh, you weren't you're with a bunch of mates who were more like, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here with grown-ups. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like a grown-up. I'm here with the big boys. Now, it's like when you first walk into high school, and you're like, oh, you're a lot scarier than I thought you were. Because <laughs> you look at the year above, and you're like, oh, you, I, you're, I remember when you were in P7. And then you look at them like, you're a lot scarier now. That, that's sort of the feeling. That, that, I, mean, I, I think about that so often. That, that I think about like primary seven, I was tall. I was yeah. like, I was taller than everyone else. And as soon as I went into secondary school, God. I was like, oh my God, how tall are you? <laughs> I, I, I look back now and I'm like, I don't remember being that small. I, I watched the first years what passed in the corridors. I'm like, there's no way I was that small. And then I go, hold on, no, we weren't. I swear, as the years have gone, the first years have gone smaller and smaller. There's no way. Definitely, absolutely not. Uh, so then, of course, respect then was the first time you, you hit the ropes, which I hear oh. generally is, is two things. People, the normal people that say that it's the worst thing ever and the couple nutter, nutters that just go, oh, it was fine, I want to do it again. So how did, were you, for you in the first camp? Was it just... I, I, was, I was in the second for quite a long time. I didn't mind it. The ropes, the ropes were sort of like, oh, it's... It's a bit iffy, but it's not bad. And then uh, eventually gets to the point where someone's like, right now, run. And you're running. That's about a year in. So I'm running. And I'm like, I keep running. 
an hour ago. I've been running for about 30 seconds now, non-stop. And I just hear, keep that pace up. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I go, I hate the ropes, I hate the ropes. Everything about this sucks. I don't like this. Let me leave, please. I, I've misjudged my opening pace. <laughs> I don't like yeah, this stuff. Because they always go, no, hit the ropes, full pace. And then you realise, oh, when they say that, we're running for quite a while. They always say pace yourself, but then when you're going too slow, it's like, right, I really should pick up the pace. And you pick up the pace, and you're like, I don't think my legs can move that fast. Uh, so wait, how long was it before you actually had your first match then from, from your time in? in first respect? match... For, for respect, right. Um, uh, that, I don't actually remember the first match, but I, I know who it was with. I know it was Benny. I can't remember when, but I know it's not... Was it June? I think it was June of 2019. So, over a year, because with respect, there was sort of a revolving door. Not many people were staying for long enough periods of time. Uh, and the very few that were, it was sort of like, let's, we can't really, you know, put them in a match that's not been long enough to actually have on. And then one day Bobby just turns and looks at me and goes, go plan a match. <laughs> so off we went into the little hall of the, the community annex and uh, planned a match and then got back in, done the match, which... One of my favourite matches today is that match. And then uh, taking down the ring. Walk, uh, just, always like, uh, you three come here, calls over to me, Benny, and Ruby Roberts. I think it was it was either the first match or second match we'd done, right? I don't know, but you get the story in anyway, a free of charge. Cool. Um, and he goes, uh, right, so we're going to do this showcase show. And then he tells us, uh, me, me and Ruby, that we're going to be debuting for the first time. Benny's just going to get a fancy debut. Benny's just going to get a fancy one. That's that's what I love. It's Benny technically had already debuted, but we don't talk about it because because this was his fancy one. <laughs> how 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 fancy was was this fancy? <laughs> it wasn't fancy, but it was more <laughs> of a sort of proper one where I could sort of show that he was a respecter. Like before, he was just. The former announcer that just kind of turned up in tights and decided he was going to have a match. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was sort of a more proper debut for him right. uh, under under the, the brand, so we could officially keep as a wrestler, not just have him randomly jump back and become an announcer again. So it was a tick out there. Uh, so, I mean, I panicked when you said your debut match was against Big Benny because my research has it as Glenn Dunbar. Oh, debut match was Glenn Dunbar, but first training match and first match was technically Benny. Ah, right, okay. Uh, I'll just throw in uh, Benny's comment just because this seems to be a good time to do it. Oh, it just uh, threw... Big Benny uh, famously named my running kick, the GFK experience, and I give him all credit for that. Because it set off this pattern of me naming most of my moves after assassinations. And so when, when you when you do it, they go back to the left. Is that the kind of? Uh, it's it's not that. It was just a running kick to the head. So he he just turns around one day and goes, "I've got perfect name for it." I go, "What?" And he goes, "The JFK Experience." And I'm like, "I love it. It's my 
So that was the first move named after presidential assassination. So what have you got for Lincoln? Oh, Lincoln, it's the Sean Wilkes booth. It's a rolling elbow to the back of the head. <laughs> oh, trust me, some of the moves I've got planned and the names for them. It, it's a point where I'm like, I don't know if I can actually use that as a name because some people might get touchy over it. <laughs> These, I know, I mean, I'm trying to think of any more. I saw two, two that come to mind, but I'm just like, uh, right, okay, who would you offend though in Lock when it? <laughs> oh, it's not that. It's like when, when people realise the name of the move and who it references, people will get sort of, it's like, I don't know if you can actually talk about that as <laughs> an assassination. That's yeah, fine. You know, uh, so, I mean, so are you bidding for the assassinate the, the assassin, Sean Martin? No, no. I just think it's funny to have all my names, most of my moves named after assassinations, just just to keep a theme, just keep it consistent. Fair enough. Uh, so when I was speaking to Bobby, he, he was one of the one. You're one of the names that he kind of like uh, pointed I don't know out. Why? Uh, it was just it was literally the names that you gave yourself, Big Benny, and Ruby Roberts. Yeah. As, as the three that uh, he, he told me to, to kind of keep an eye on. Um, so November 23rd, 2019, you, you, is this, was this your...? This was the second match I had match. on a show. Uh, it was a pre-show match. It was myself and Stone Malone versus Big Ben and Jason Hyde. I was doing this match during the heat. Uh, I go, crack take a bump, and go, uh-oh. For the second time that year, my shoulder decided, <laughs> no. And I, I crawl over to Big Benny, and I go, right, my shoulder's gone. And he's like, right, okay. And he's like, right, go home sequence. <laughs> Both of us, hot tag, go, do the work. And I just roll to the outside, and I lie in the foreground. <laughs> Get backstage, I say to Bobby, Bobby, my shoulder hurts, and he goes, Alright, go, go, go see Jayla Dark, and I, I waddle downstairs, I'm like, Jayla? She goes, what is that? I'm like, I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> she proceeds to go, you're, you're an idiot. And I go, I know. I love her with all my heart. So she does come across as like... Oh, like she's, terri she's, she's, she's terrifying, but she's she's one of the nicest people I know. She's definitely she got that mum energy. Oh, she does. It, it's terrifying. I'm scared of her more than I'm of mum. Like, that's... It's scary how much she, you know, puts fear into my heart. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm talking Storm Alone, Big Ben and Jason Hyde, another tick to my uh, research. It's, <sighs> it's, it's going well. Uh, yeah. So she said when you, you had your match with Glenn DeBar again, when I was reading uh, up about you, uh, he gave you a bit of advice. I just wanted to share it. To oh, um just turns to me before his music hits his big sparkly purple and gold jacket hair and I'm sat there in my bright green tights and my my, my lovely t-shirt uh, he turns to me and he goes puts his hand out I shake his hand and he goes don't screw up turns around music hits and he's out of the curtain I go wait what I turn to ADM and I just go what are you saying he just goes and just walks away. That's a recurring theme with me and ADM. He just kind of goes, walks away after giving me feedback. ADM again, another one we've chatted to, and he does. Again, oh, he's, he's just got that that conscience kind of thing. He's always there. 
but you don't know but why. If I ever have moral dilemmas, I go to him, and I don't know why. Like, of uh, all people, I could go to anyone else and go, ah, where's Darwin? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go see McAllen. I could see him being like, he could give you a big, massive speech, so philosophical, and then you turn and go, is that what you think? And you just go, yeah. <laughs> just do what you want. <laughs> do what you want at the end of the day. I'm just, I'm just uh, here. Yeah. And uh, your final match before the world uh, ended was on uh, February 29th, Lethal Leap Year, uh, which oh, wasn't yeah. the name of the show, but I wish it was. No, I, uh, yeah, we should have named it that. Just for the Southpaw Regional Wrestling uh, throwback. Uh, it was yes. against uh, Mark J. Wilson, or who's now Austin Brooks. Um, I'll, I'll never call him that. Probably. I'll just keep referring to him as Mark. You know, it's Austin now. I'm going, it's Mark. I don't care. Because uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to change that because I've always referred to him as Mark. So it's I, like, why did you change it on me <laughs> now? You couldn't have done it before the match. And he uh, threw out a little comment. He said, uh, see if you talk about how you beat him last year. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Well, technically, the ref turned to me and goes, Sean, are you ready? Then he turned to Mark and said, are you ready? And then Mark said, yeah, and the bell rung. So technically, he was ready. And he did make the first move. He did slap me first. So I returned. So, yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, that was a verbal... Uh... Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a verbal uh, ready up. Um, so I'll go through the fan questions because then we can kind of go a little bit wild not yes. uh, Jason Hyde's got what exactly is the function of a rubber duck I'll be honest even when I saw that question pop up I've been sitting for days thinking about it I have no idea is it a toy can you clean yourself with I'm not quite sure and I don't I feel like there's definitely an answer out there that is just too difficult to find so it's a toy Yourself and millions of powerheads will have the set of the same uh, thought constantly. Uh, old Arthur Weasley with the uh, the big big questions like I, I don't that. I don't know I really don't know. Uh, so we've got Shane. Oh, but hang on, I can't get it wrong. It's Shia. Oh, Shia. Shia. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to see a guy. I'm thinking Shane. I, so I, just... I, 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 I sadly know these people because it's then oh. I, I know all these guys personally, well, apart from one of them. I've just well, there's one I'm regretting to ask, but I'll, I'll do it. Anyway uh, yeah, because, yeah. I, I know the reference. I know the reference from I think I do as well. But uh, we've got uh, Shia. He's asked, uh, Who's your motivation with a big love heart? Uh, who's my motivation? I think uh, I think my cat, to be honest. I'm finally getting him back. He's finally shown me love and affection again. So I feel like I'm doing something right. What's, what's the name of the cat? Is it a reference uh, to something? No, his, his name is JJ. And I'll always call him that. But when people go, is that his actual name? I, te- I go, technically no. Technically his name, because I named him when I was six, is Jedi Jacob. Oh, that's amazing. Because I loved Star Wars and Mother loved Twilight. So we came up with JJ. So his name is Jedi Jacob. I thought it was going to be Jeff Jarrett. But that's, oh, that's... That's... Like, the wrestling fan of me goes, I wish I called him Jeff Jarrett. But I had no idea who Jeff Jarrett was because his reign of terror and TNA just disappeared. 
So I would have, yeah, I think he would, he would have came back briefly and then it was Global Force and he was selling gold. Yeah. As a no, he's something. He's doing time. something. Yeah, something. He follows me on Twitter and every time I, I try, I'm trying to get him on this for no other reason is he follows me on Twitter. So be like, funny. Oh, it'll be just, it'll be the worst thing ever. I'll be like, I'll be speaking to him he'll be going, I have no idea what you're saying. And I'll be like, ask, if you ever get him, ask him how he throws his punches. I'm really curious. I'll bear that in mind after I get him to do, please, a, please do. a terrible rendition of uh, With My Baby Tonight, um, which I don't know the words to, but good, because he doesn't either. Uh, so we've got uh, Craig underscore CG. He asked, well, he asked two questions. He's uh, asked two. Uh, what was the deciding factor what, <laughs> that made you want to pursue pro, pro wrestling? Uh, at the start, I'm sort of, let's see if I can do this. Now it's sort of a, a curious thing of, can I actually do this? It's one of those ones I'm like, well, a lot of people are starting to pick up now. Like British wrestling's got a spotlight on it for many reasons. But uh, it's sort of been picked up as one of the more legit countries again. It's finally getting recognised, not just for all the sport. It's getting recognised for your, like, your progresses and uh, all those big companies that are turning up now that are pushing out stars constantly like you can't name one of the big promotions in the country that haven't got someone from one of their shows on a major company you really can't like you look at progress and they've got literally all three of the world's biggest companies wwe aw Japan. they've got someone in all of them and the Scottish ones have got a grip on WWE, a real big grip on them right now. So it's more of a curious thing at this point. Like, can I? You know, we'll see. Absolutely. I mean, there, at one point, there was five Scottish champions in WWE. Yeah. Which was just... That was insane. Just amazing. Uh, to think that we're, we're a fairly small country in the in the grand scheme of things but yeah um and we're, we're putting out and then you think about the other roster uh, was about 10 15 scottish wrestlers in major yeah, companies right now it's it's insane when you think about the people that are in those companies and what their training was like and you compare it to now and you're like well if they can do it what are the people that are training now gonna do you know like sure you've heard stories he was training the mats what are the people from Source and Respect going to do, considering they've got rings? What, what sort of talent are they going to, you know, have in 10 years? Absolutely. I mean, I've just got Drew's book, and uh, I do remember, I haven't read it, much of it as yet, because I've attention oh. span of a nah. But uh, it, it's, I, I got TikTok, and it's become the worst thing for my attention span. It's a horrible place to be. Just get off it as quick as you can. It know, sucks the life out of you. I've, got, you. I've, I've got to see the guy's Aldi reviews. The, the oh, tart that he buys. And, and, he, and he gets really sad every time he eats an Aldi breakfast tin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Stop it. it and the way you microwave stack, uh, like big stackers, rustlers, and oh no, it's a whole thing. Anyway, right, uh, he it, it uses the plastic. Anyway, right, so if, you, if uh, Craig's also asked, if you could have been there 
live. I'm assuming that he means there. Yeah. Live at any wrestling match in history, which one would it be and why? See, I was thinking about that difficult. It's like, what one would I really want to be there? And I was like, for for the laugh, it would give me the Jeff Hardy Sting Victory Road. But the real fan of me wants to be at Mania 25 or 26, Taker Michaels. Right. Or alternatively, Jericho Regal from Mania, because I'm a massive Regal mark. Love Regal. Was that and, uh, 18 or was that 7? It was 18, wasn't it? 18, I think, because it was the cap off of sort of Regal's weird raw spiel after the whole pain of the cup thing. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was a good time. Uh, yeah. I, I do remember that. Oh, man. Uh, WrestleMania 18, 19, just oh, that three-year stretch of WrestleManias and 20 yeah. actually were, were fantastic. And last one we'll, we'll ask is from Alfie. I assume it's Alfie. It's Alfie. Yeah. Fra- Ch- he's put Chad Ratitude as his Instagram name, which I love. Uh, so how, how much Lego can you stuff up your bum? I don't know. I've... I've never attempted it ever since I heard the question on the in-betweeners. I've never, I've never truly thought about it in depth, and I never thought on a wrestling podcast that would be asked. I, you know, you know I what? there's part of me that wasn't going to ask it, but I thought, oh, honestly, if you, it would have made no difference to the podcast if you didn't. But you've added it now, so that will forever be a question ingrained in the podcast's history. To all the listeners, they're going to be sitting there going, uh, how, how much Lego can? All ten of them that care about me. Yeah, you're not far off my, my general audio numbers. Uh, right, so <laughs> the, the, the two questions that I ask usually are stupid ones, um, although I might add, no, I'm not going to add Lego one to my, my uh, usual questions. Uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Favourite dinosaur? Uh, Brachiosaurus. Purely because of Power Rangers. Oh, fair enough. That's, yeah. I love anyone that gives me a reason. If it's something that's not dinosaur-related, even better. Uh, two sh- two sheep versus one cow. Who wins? Uh, considering I live right next to farms, it would be a complete draw because both of them would just give up eventually. <laughs> that, but the question is, which would give up first? Which which would give up first? I think it would be the cow because it would just get bored and it just go, I'm just going to lie down for a bit. And I've seen that before. Because two sheep once did actually get into the field next to me, and I did watch two sheep chase around a cow for ten minutes. It was highly entertaining. So, so this is the first time I've actually had someone who's witnessed this this uh, this matchup with, with I've, I've never, I've never, I've never seen a fight, but I, I have seen two sheep relentlessly chase a cow until it just gave up, and then the farm eventually sprinted out, realizing that two of these sheep had gone out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that someone's actually witnessed this, and we're not just just uh, just yeah. sort of going. Uh, no, this would happen. It's like no, you've you've seen it. You know what happens. Uh, so, <laughs> as far as wrestling goes, uh, the last thing, of course, the world ended very well, what two weeks after your final match. I'm not saying that they're related, but uh, the, the wrestling yeah. stopped. What have you been doing in the interim between that? Uh so a lot of people say, well, wrestlers either jump to podcasts or Twitch. I just sat and spoke to really, like, 
at the time decent friends. I was I was talking to a lot of people. Uh, just playing PlayStation because I'm. I will say this. I'm still young, so I do not care. School had just decided. We're just uh, we're just gonna roughly guess your grades, so you don't have to do a thing. So I was just like, cool, five weeks. Because if you remember, the first time they announced lockdown, it was like, it'll just be, it'll just be five weeks. So I'm like, right, that's a solid four weeks to play PlayStation with friends, and a week to fix my sleep schedule. And then by the end of the fourth week, I'm like, yeah, we're just not getting out of this, are we? So it just became like working out no physical change but working out and playing PlayStation up until school decided I was like yeah we're going to come back and I'm like why? <laughs> yeah but pretty much uh, you're exactly right with uh, whatever, not just wrestlers but just everyone yeah, a lot of people just sort of jump ship it's like oh it's still a podcast you, you do Twitch or podcast I tried Twitch and then like I've said many times a lot of people that I created I could not use yeah. anymore so oh. uh, I, I did yeah. a podcast instead and here we are coming up to 10 months later and I'm still inexplicably doing a podcast yeah. uh, for whatever reason this is my social interaction this is it now this is all I, I do perfectly fine that's fine it's, it's an hour and if we don't like each other one of us can leave the conversation and it's all good exactly the best way. Uh, so I've also noticed you, you've you've also partaken in the Looking Sharp online dojo. Yeah, that's that's that was that was really good for the classes I've attended so far. That was brilliant. When he just turns around and goes, you know, I'm going to start this thing up, and I join, and it's the whole lessons. I'm like, this is really good. I've actually got my book over there, and like the first three pages are just of the first class, and then there's a cry run. And I got invited to a couple other seminars by other people, so I've just got this book, and it's like fairly you know a decent amount of pages have been filled with just seminars so it's it, have you have you um, any the bigger guests like your Bull James and your, your Selena Dallas have you been getting into them I was at the Selena one and I was at the Buffa one uh, never managed for the Bill James uh, I, I think I might might be going to the Doug Williams one not sure uh, we'll know probably by the time of this out that if I went or not. But yeah, I, I went. I managed to make Buffa and Selena's, which were really good. Uh, is, Lou is just. Uh, oh, of course, he's he's now one of the trainers or helping out at respect. GM, GM of a human being. I love I love that man. And he's, he's got a, a, just the biggest black book of contacts oh, and networks. Oh, it, it's great. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's just a guy who just win a. When I say no without getting an email address, it seems to be, it's like, yeah, no, no, so like, I'll get feedback from you one way or another. <laughs> I'm leaving here with your email address. You don't have a choice. Um, but no, I, was, I, was, I, I, did, I attended the Craiger one because uh, it was yeah, free. That, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good one. I, I, I'm just like, I attended that one because it was free because I was like, I, I paid £10 for something that I don't, I'm not going to use. Yeah, you're, so you're, you're not exactly you're not exactly a wrestler, so it's like well, exactly. I'll I jump mean, into first the first one, the the free ones, the ones that are more sort of general. It's like a white net just being cast over you. That's that's what the free ones are that I've seen. Absolutely. So I'm hoping to if if Lou decides to do like his once a month ones of himself, that I might I'm, just jump into them because I'll, I'll probably yeah. find it fascinating uh, to listen to it and watch. Uh, right. Okay. So other thing I know that you've been doing because again. Uh, cyber stalked you a little bit. Um, you're you're getting into photography. 
little oh, bit as well. Uh, yeah, that's sort of one that I started halfway through lockdown. And I thought it'll be a great idea to do it at school. I'll take this on as one of my subjects. Boy, oh boy, did I regret that. And I hate the existence of photography. Uh, can, I, can I ask roughly when will this be out? Because that, that, that lets me know how much I can see. Uh, well, it's good. if people want to pay for it, it'll go out tomorrow. But uh, right. which is on our Patreon. That's but fine. May 13th is when it's due to go out. May 13th. Right, I'm still at school, so I can't say much. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> it just limits me on what I can say. Uh, bad about the school. You should have scheduled me later. Huh? That would have been... Great. I'm planning to end it on May 19th this run. Uh, Sean, Mar- Sean Martin shoots in his school. <laughs> oh, oh, we can't put that oh. in any. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the headline. We can't, we can't have that come out of it. <laughs> yeah, we can't. It'll get clicks. It's fine, Billy. Click, but it's fine. But it's fine, Billy. Anything <laughs> for money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, so we'll take it back to a lighter uh, subject. I do yeah. photography in school. And uh, so for my folio, they were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I could do sort of still life. I can sit and stare at a glass cup or whatever for an hour and take 100 photos of that. Or I could use my very good connections to do a wrestling folio. So uh, when I sort of leave, I plan on sending the photos to the person saying, listen, would you mind if we sort of we can use you can have these you can sell them wherever but um i would start doing my folio for that so all my shoots with dct i got about three done and then uh, around december they were like you can't even go outside your house and i'm like cool so that just kind of screwed me over but luckily i had photos that i just randomly taken about the uh, the gym while I was in there doing a one-to-one with Bobby one time and he had to you know, go, go to a phone call and he was like listen just you know sit for 10 minutes and it turned into a half an hour phone call so I just got my camera and I started taking photos of like the ring so I was so glad I got a bunch of photos for that so photography yes it's, it's now an interest that I despise so, so yeah so it was a quick turnaround then you went from going yes I'm going to do this to yeah, I hate this living existence because making me analyse this photo, I don't want to do this anymore. I, 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 the fact that analysing makes me laugh because often people just do it because they're doing it. There's no underlying meaning or message or arrangement. That, that's, I picked up a camera. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what we call my folio. Especially for <laughs> wrestling. Like, I feel... I feel so much, like so much respect for even before I done this, for the guys like David Wilson, uh, Marion McGinn, who does a lot of photos, and all the people who do wrestling photography, because that's difficult. Oh my, that's very difficult to do. It's it's not easy, and claps for them, please, because they are they're they're difficult shots to get, like the shots you get, like. Yeah, I think it's Daz Black's one where he's mid shooting star. That, that's that's extremely difficult. You don't realise how difficult it is to you're looking at the camera going, that's blurry, that's blurry. Right, that's out of focus. It's, I think it describes all the photos I've ever taken at a wrestling show. It's 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 not an easy thing to do. Absolutely it's, not. It's really not. 
And uh, as, as far as wrestling goes in the future, of course, respect will be uh, where you'd be hoping to apply your trade, but also your nights for Pro 2, Pro two Wrestling. Yeah. Um, with uh, Eli uh, Bulwark as part of yeah. No Holds Barred. Yes. Uh, now, All spoken credit to him for the name. All credit to Eli for the name. I would thought so because his, his, uh, his, his, uh, his look being a yes. bouncer kind of thing. Um how did that come about? Because I know that Logan Storm is very much an ideas guy. If he's got you on his yes. roster, he's got an idea for you. So did you approach him? Did he approach you? How did that uh, go? So I intended on approaching Logan around sort of January time when sort of I seen sort of Bobby and all that again and I was like, right, I really should send a CV over to him. But I kept getting distracted by a lot of school work because at this point it was just online. So I had no time at all. And I just get a message one night from him on Facebook, and it's like, uh, adios, mate. Uh, not adios. Um, what's the Spanish? Hola. Is it? I don't know. Right. Whatever it was, right? And he, he's like, just wondering when you're going to send me this email. I, I explained to him, listen, I've just been extremely busy. Uh, I, I will send one over soon. He's like, just fire one in right now. So I fire a quick one, and he's like, cool. Don't hear back from him for about a week or two. He just goes, like, cool, you're, uh, you're going to be on the shows. I'm like, sweet, nice, done that. Woo, go me. And uh, he was like, oh, I'll probably use you in the, the Joker version. I'm like, all right, sweet. Next day, I'm like, how do you feel about uh, doing a tag team? I'm like, yeah, as, if it's with the right guy, sure. And I was like, cool, I'll just do a group with them. And then I got answer group with Eli. And then he's like, I want you to sort of do this tag thing. And I'm like, all right. Okay. And I was like, yeah, just think of a name so I can announce you. And I'm away thinking of names to no, no avail. And um, I all of a sudden I checked my phone, it's just a mess for me. I saying, what about No Holds Barred? Because obviously he's a big security guard and I, I like technical. I like putting you in a wrist lock and holding it for as long as I can to avoid doing anything else. So. The, it's sort of a where the way we're looking at it is a sort of heart foundation style team. I do I do all the technical, and he comes in and just hits people, and I sit back and laugh. Um, so, will will you try to go for the matching gear then, uh, both you uh, and the, the black? Hopefully, gear? I I don't know. I'm I'm going to stick with my my bright green, not the bright green tights, because I'll be honest, I hate those. I hate those things. I hate those with a passion. I want rid of them as quick as possible, but I don't have enough money to buy new gear, so I'm stuck with them for the time being. How, how, how did you get them? So, I originally we got them from this dancefair shop. Now, when they took my measurements, I was considerably bigger. By the time, that, right, so I ordered them in about August, right, of 2019. And then I don't hear anything after sending them the original design for my tights for months. And it comes up to the, the two weeks before the debut. I mentioned them like, hey, any word in the progress about my, my tights? And they go, oh, we've ran into some issues. And then proceed to tell me that they will not be able to execute my original design. And I'm like, just figure out I really do need them for the 29th or 27th I think it's 28th, 27th um, and I, I get them the 
Wednesday before the week of the show. I get them the Wednesday. The show's on the Sunday. I try these on and I, I just look down and they slip and I go, huh, that's a problem. They're also a lot greener than I remember picking. So Saturday, I turn up, I'm out of respect. The mom is like, right, put them on, you know, get in the ring, test them out in the ring. And they keep slipping. And it just really Robert appears and goes, Do you want me to sew them tighter? And I'm like, Yeah. So I go get changed, put them back on my normal shorts. And she sews before the show on the Sunday into my tights, like a gap, like a sort of folds it at the back, makes it a bit tighter. It didn't help at all. They're still too loose. <laughs> so there's only one video of my match out there. And constantly throughout the match, I'm pulling these tights up. They do not fit. They're not flattering at all. And I had to wrestle two more matches after that with them on. And I'm hoping by the time shows come back, I have better things. I have better ideas. Don't involve me looking like the 60s Riddler. <laughs> Um, so it would be green. Was that a, a, was there a particular reason why you chose green for the gear? Um, it was at the point no one was, had really bright green gear. So I ordered bright green gear. I also, no, no loyalty, but was a massive Celtic supporter in my youth, mostly because it annoyed my dad. So I was like, you know what, let's go with the green. And green's always been a sort of constant part of my life so great uh, green just happened to be the one I chose because I always got told don't do black just don't do black and I'm looking at everyone I'm going I'll do green worst mistake of my life but now I'm just I'm determined to keep the green around so that's the only thing that stays um yeah, I mean, I was looking at because, of course, again, I do these research things, and uh, yeah, I was looking at yeah. the the gear, and I was thinking, that's half a green. That's uh, that's that is, it's it's very it's green. Sta- it's, it stands it's out. It's bold. It's a bold choice. That's what I we'll was, call it. That's the way to put it. Bold. It's, it's it's a bold choice, not the choice I made, but a bold one at that. It's fine. Just get uh, Eli to just put a bit of green on. Wear, wear, I was going to say wear a green shirt, but no. that's not helping the Riddler thing. Any, no, no. I have plans to not have as bright green gear and sort of mix in another colour so that I don't look as bright green. And then I'm slowly working out a sketch of a logo that incorporates sort of me and him into it that we can use. Cool. So big, big things planned when it comes to yes. uh, no holds barred. Very big. Awesome. Right. So uh, what else have you been up to during lockdown then? I, I, I've got, uh, I've written down one division. I don't know, have you been uh, into the MCU the, shows? The, the one tweet I made about MCU shows and got no interaction. Yeah, I I love I love Marvel. And uh, when WandaVision first dropped, I watched the first two episodes. I was sat there like, I want more. And then I had to wait a week for it. And then I really enjoyed it. And then it stopped. And I was like, oh. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier started. And I was like, yay. And then that's just stopped. And now I'm sad again. Because nothing's coming out for another week. Uh, I've wait for a, a, over a month now for Loki, which I don't know how. how I've, I've watched uh, Falcon Winter Soldier twice now through. 
because I had to. Just had it's, to. It's, it's, it's for the Zemo dance, isn't it? It's all for Zemo. A little bit for the Zemo dance, and uh, my yep. wife has developed a humongous crush on Bucky Barnes. Fair enough. Which, I mean, I, I, can't, oh, I can't do anything about that. Uh, no. I, I can't look like him. I do have metal in my arm, but it's not quite the same. It's, it's, it's not the strongest metal on there, is it? It's definitely not. I bang into a door in my elbow and ask me out of action for about an hour. I'm just, I'm done. It's, it's two plates, and, and that, I guess now that's it. It's that's the same that's... vibranium. No. Um, although, what it has done is I keep suggest. I've for years I've suggested getting a Captain America shield to hang into yes. in our lobby, and yes. It's getting closer and closer now that she oh. likes this. Like, yes. It'll join. I mean, as soon as I get it, I will be hanging about with this thing and the shield yes. constantly, forever. So, anyone watching this, that'll be thinking, great. Oh, there'll be so many pictures. And it's, oh, the, I, I can't wait. I'll uh, wait. Between that and my, my array of wrestling belts, I'll just be the biggest yes. mark. I still call them on the, on the, call us on the interweb because. Oh. Terrible. Oh. Uh, but no, I didn't notice the one division tweet. I, 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 I need these things. Uh, yes. The other thing yes. was uh, a picture of Pokemon, which I did mention before we, we hit record. And you yes. said you have a very limited knowledge yes. of it. Um, I what, don't. What, I barely know anything about Pokemon. I, 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 I know barely anything about Pokemon. But I started spray painting art, and uh, I had leftover red and white and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish out these cans one way. Not, one way I know. So I've done a massive Pokeball on this pallet of wood I've got, and I've got nailed into it two boards from an old uh, chest of drawers, and it just sits out front of my house. And I've got a massive piece of chipboard on it, uh, the like sort of corner before uh, you turn around, that just gets spray painted every other week. I just change the design on it. So that's... That is super cool. So it's art. Uh... You say you do photography. Photography has become a, a hate passion of yours. But yes. uh, have you always been quite artistic and creative? Uh, I've been, always been artistic. Never been good at it. Um, never, never really been good at it, but I've always sort of been drawn to creative stuff. Like, I actually got some of my sort of... If, she, if you've ever seen them, like the people on the street, they go out with spray paint and they do like the planets and stuff. I decided in February, I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And then I done so many um i've got like way too many of oh, like a amazon like one of the thin uh like cardboard things filled with like uh photo paper covered in planets and stuff and really nice ones if i hold on hold on it's, it's next to me i'll pull i'll call a couple out for you just keep talking, Billy. Just keep talking. Sorry. So, so is this guy, because you said you're doing the designs for uh, your logo for yourself and No Holds Barred. So, are you going to bring in the space element to it, or is it just going to be. No. Big um, I'm just doing a sketch and I'm going to send it off to someone that knows what they're doing. So, this is this is one of the pieces, one of my favourite ones. Um, oh, nice. I don't know why uh, I squinted. It's the, TV, it's the screen. Uh, <laughs> Star Fader one, which I was very proud of, uh, when I finished it. That's 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 one of the best ones. It's just a massive Star Fader one. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's it's. it's how, I mean, you say you've, I say your hate passion for photography, but you you seem to be trying to pick up things to 
to uh, yeah. keep yourself occupied keep, keep, during this time. Keep myself occupied because we don't know when wrestling's come back, and I, I've never thought I'd say this. I miss hitting. I miss throwing my body at things. I miss throwing my body a big metal structure with wood on it and some padding. <laughs> uh, so let's look to the future then to, to round this off. So uh, as of recording, things are opening up again. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, when it comes out, Stay. everything could be shut again for, for all we know. But Why'd fingers you... crossed, no good and all that. Uh, what's your what's your goals? What is your immediate? Uh, do you have a immediate goal in mind, or what's your big dream? Favorite opponents, opponents uh, you want to face? Just give me everything. Right. So opponents I want to face. This is purely because of very recently in the past couple of months, I really want to. You'll probably seen FA has become a recent very much opponent of mine. I'm like, I really want to get in the ring with you because I just feel that'd be, that'd just be incredible. Uh, uh, Tyler Bateman, so another one, Bateman from sort of Ring of Honor and now New Japan, who's very much been a massive influence. I'm, go- I'm going for the, the sort of worldwide names because Scotland will probably end up wrestling everybody. Absolutely, and um, plus uh, wrestling nowadays it's such a it's still a small circle. There's yeah. every chance I would I would absolutely say that if once things open up again, Effie would be doing a UK tour. Oh, Effie F- 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 said I've been his Twitch streams, and he said of oh, the moment that he's able to, he is doing a UK uh, brunch, and I'm like, I'm gonna work so hard to get on that. Or, or even just be near it and help out because I want to meet him and I want to get in a ring with him because it'd just be so much fun. The guy is insanely talented and the fact that people are only picking up sort of the past year about him, myself included, is sort of like, why, why, why did we not know about you before? You're really good. Uh, yeah, anyone else? Um, going along the lines of Bateman, Vincent, who's just sort of came off his thing with Matt Taven. Love, love Vincent. Uh, Dalton Castle, most of Ring of Honor's roster. I'll just cut myself there. Most of Ring of Honor. Uh, that's a huge company for me, is Ring of Honor. Be great to work. So it's like a, a kind of goal would be to try and get onto the, on like the Honor United stuff I, when it comes I've to al- I've always, I've always said getting on Ring of Honor would be massive for me, and if that's where I stopped... I'll put my hands up and say that's it. If uh, if I manage to get to Ring of Honor, I'll just be like, okay, 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 I'm, I'm doing this. Oh, okay, 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 nice, 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 nice. Freaking out backstage. And that's the thing. Again, it's not outside the realms of possibility. Joe Henry, it's, Martina, yeah, they're all over yeah. there just now. Uh, Joe, when Joe. you mentioned Vincent in your in your, uh, I I don't watch Ring of Honor, so that I, I was oh. automatically confused when you put Vincent. Yeah. I was thinking. Virgil, you want to face Virgil when he was in the NWO? Oh yeah, That's of course. A very weird choice of a bit. I mean, I don't know what you like. So. If, if, if if we want obscure wrestling matches, that be I want a match against Paul Virgil if he ever decides he's getting back to the ring. I want with the that pirate gimmick. Uh, either with the pirate gimmick or the ripper, I don't care. I want to wrestle. I, I've, I've, it became a running joke of how much I love Paul Virgil in the past year because it just sort of. It sort of spelled out in wrestling quizzes how much I love Paul Virtual. The, ma- the man deserves so much more. 
I don't. He seems like a kind of guy Luke could get a hold of for a, a online dojo. Uh, I mean, I, I know when he puts up the post for it, everyone goes I'm, like, I'm, oh. g- I'm, I'm going to message him probably after this to say, is there any chance you could get Paul Virtual in the seminar? I, I, somebody. He, he probably does. Me knows Luke that, Sharp. That, I, no, Luke Sharp knows Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry knows Kay Lee. I know Joe Hendry. It's fine. That's good. him. Just cut out the middle, man. Sorry, Lou, you don't get money. I'm going straight to Joe Hendry. Uh, so, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when I spoke to Joe, it was like very scary because, well, actually, oh, he's, I don't, he's so nice, but he's so he's professional. Like, he's so intimidating. I remember meeting him when he turned up to respect. Um, and me and Benny, she's and Benny, of course, knows him, right? He trained with him at Source. And I'm just shaking his hand like, well, you're a lot taller. And then um, that the, he turns up on the show and me and Benny, I wish, I wish that show got filmed. Me and Benny are in the corner howling. And I'm just uh, throwing Jonathan Richards about. Like just me, me and him laughing in the corner, watching this go down. We didn't get in the ring. We, we didn't get a chance. We were just sitting watching this happen. It was a massacre. <laughs> And then Joe Hendry just shakes her hand, gets out of the ring, leaves. <laughs> but uh, when I was when I was interviewing him, I was, I I never I sent you the link to Zoom because that's how I've been doing yes. it. Just it's it's easy. Uh, yeah. But I thought, for all, I'm, I'm speaking to Joe. I'll send him a invite to a meeting I set up. Oh, clever! I didn't know how to get into the meeting. <laughs> what I set up, and he emailed me ten minutes when I was arranged arranged for going. I'm in the meeting room. Is this interview still happening? I was like, I don't know how to get into this meeting. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I, for the forty-minute interview that we had, it could have been an hour. However, it took me twenty but, minutes to actually get into the meeting room to speak to him, the uh, one that I had set up uh, myself. That, that's that's amazing. So that's, from now on, if anyone asks me to do an interview, it'll I'll be sending him the link at the time. I'm ready. Link, yeah. That's the easiest way yes. to go. Uh, right. Yes. So, so you're you're. Big dream then will be Ring of Honor. Yeah. Would you, would... Ring, Ring of Honor, AW, all that sort of spiel. Get on uh, Brian when he when he initially when he eventually goes back on the Indies. I I don't think I'll ever get a chance with him. He said himself he won't he won't be wrestling for longer, and I'm just like, but why? <laughs> be, being that whiny little indie wrestler, it's like, well, he'll definitely face me in my my little tiny countryside town of North Ayrshire. I'll Come ret- wrestle me in front of a hundred people. I'll retire them. I'll retire them in. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll retire them in the Walker Hall and <laughs> Contour or me. something in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll retire them in the Magnum and the Northern. <laughs> it could happen. It, it might it not. Could, it could, it could happen. Could. <laughs> uh, but great. I think I think I've covered everything that I've, I've yes. wanted to cover during this interview. But, That's- um, so for. for before we go, uh, before we just turn, before we turn this into again, just speaking about absolute nonsense about five star yeah. and, and what have you, uh, uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, everything, as far as I know, is Sean MPW, uh, Facebook Sean Martin on uh, wrestling, uh, TikTok if you really want it is LSM OGC. Keep forgetting that because I'm technically a Lord of Glencoe, and I, I put that as my TikTok thing, and I keep forgetting how to say that. So it's uh, 
sorry, hang on. You, you, you've come this far. You're, you're technically a lawyer. Oh, I, oh. I, for my birthday this year, uh, I got gifted land in Glencoe. Like, you know why those conservation things where it means you technically can call yourself a lord? Right, okay. I, there's, there's even a card. I'll, I'll need to cover the back half of it because I don't want people finding my shoot name uh, or my plot of land. But, um, <laughs> I don't want your plot of land. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, for all we know, when I come back, it might be Lord Sean Martin wrestling. There's not enough uh, regal characters in uh, in pro wrestling. There's, there's not, and I'll rival Paul Tracy. Absolutely. Uh, well, technically, I'm a reverend for the Universal Life Church, so I could be uh, uh, reverend. I'll, I'll 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 just I'll just leave them now. Just yeah. just one up there then. Yeah, just I can marry people. I, I mean, if, <laughs> I, if if if, uh, if I plucked up, the, if we get a third person in, uh, before you knew it, there's a third person coming to the chat now. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I've never used it because I don't know if it's I, legal here. Um, that's power that no man should have. Definitely not. I'm just going past people going, and I pronounce you man and wife, and I pronounce you man and man, and I pronounce you wife and wife. I do that. It's a random wrestling show. Oh, amazing. I can do that. Teddy Bias, I can do it. I can do it. Uh, right, okay, we've gone off the rails here as we end the show. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, no, for, no problem. We'll, sure. we'll leave some topics for a, a potential second episode because there's enough that I've got that we could fill, fill another episode with in season <laughs> seven. We'll go uh, for seven. We'll do another episode. You can. Uh, how could we put this without making it sound like it's a crime? Uh, you can wax lyrical about your school. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll get loads of stories about that. How a teacher told me I was going to fail to my face. So ah, that was good. Anyway, yeah, we'll That's, leave that for yeah. another time. But again, we'll that that, that's great. <laughs> thank you for joining me today. No, no problem. Anytime.